TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. WYLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. Great. Good morning, everyone. It is a beautiful Monday, January 22nd. Wow. 2024. This is the Bob Canaro Show, indubitably. I am he. Broadcasting today from what is still the United States of America. The place where the brave, like Robert Huchensky, Greenfield Township, Shirley Williams, Tobahanna, PA, Thomas Soboleski, Sawyersville, and Peter Bonani, Jessup, have made us and kept us free. The United States founded with a certain knowledge and understanding by our amazing founding fathers that government is never to be our parent, our guide, our salvation, our direction, not any of these things, but is nothing more than a necessary evil we require to organize and protect society. The United States of America, the country where for the first time in human history, Freedom was declared to be and understood to be an unalienable right granted to the individual by God, not something that's parceled out or controlled by government or that is conferred upon groups. Our great American Constitution ensures and codifies freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of association, economic freedom, and freedom of the press. Now, because they were armed with these freedoms, and only because, a mere ragtag bunch of immigrants, rejects, and their progeny created the richest, most powerful, most culturally diverse and accepting nation ever to grace this great planet Earth. America, the only place specifically invented and designed so that every American can live their life in the manner they choose. Unlimited by their background, upbringing, race, color, or creed. Unhindered by the government or those who would use government to control others for their own comfort, benefit, or power. This Bob Cadaro show will always be convincingly conservative, lovingly logical, proudly and passionately patriotic, and reliably right. And so we convene this meeting of the Club for Common Sense, promising... Yeah, we're guaranteeing that we're going to provide you a sanctuary of sanity for the next three hours in which you can luxuriate, if you so choose. You can merely bathe in it, but we're here. And we want to thank Road Scholar Transport, who brings all of this uh, to you. 
You have unique shipping needs. Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Drive and temperature controlled and high security are just a few. And then we've got the Camelot Wild Game Dinner. That's this Wednesday. Seating start at 5 o'clock. So Wednesday, January 24th, six courses. I'm, I can't wait to get there. You go to camelotrestaurantandin.com or call them later this morning, 585-1430. And um, I'm talking about it last night with a bunch of people coincidentally over the weekend. So Cutie and I go with the Paluchis to uh, a new place up in Clark Summit called Gaetano's. And uh, our, well, a guy I knew when I was a kid, uh, Guy Sacconi is the, he's the chef and the owner. And then my cousin, cousin Chris Cadaro is the bartender. And um, Sean Scanlon from Amici is the is the maitre d. I mean, it was just it was like putting on a brand new shoe that was completely comfortable. <laughs> you know, isn't that great? Yeah, it's fascinating. But but Gaetano's, well, we enjoyed it so much. Watch football Saturday. Just hung around with Cutie at home. I love to, I don't know, I love to be home. You know what the only problem with being home is? Time passes too quickly. It really does. I can't, I can't slow it down. I don't know why, but when I go out. So I, I may have mentioned to you, I think I did, that, that when I was in prison, one of my stops, we were with a bunch of uh, characters from Baltimore, or B-more, as we would say. And I'd never watched The Wire, which is this great HBO show. Now I guess you find it on Max or whatever. So I've been binge-watching The Wire. Cutie's been watching it with me. She Surprisingly, she likes it because it's a little dark. Unfortunately... It is about the real lives that these characters I was with uh, live. You know, the drug trade and the cop, the battle with the cops, really exceptionally well done. At least from the stories I was told, incredibly realistic. Like, really true to life. But I, I, so the the wire occupies occupied a lot of my time this weekend. In fact, I'd forget about the football games. Now let's think about what happened. Speaking of the football games, uh, weekend warrior, he picked all the favorites. So San Francisco beat Green Bay, but Green Bay made a hell of a. Um, show for themselves. They really could have won the game. And so San Francisco did not cover the point spread. They won but didn't cover. Uh, He was 100% right about the Ravens. They dominated Houston. And then last night's great game, uh, I think he, well, he picked Buffalo. 
uh, weekend were, and uh, the uh, Chiefs won. It, it, you, I'll tell you what, I am. I don't know about you, this, um, and I've got nothing against her. What's her name? Taylor Swift. Oh, and they're acting and putting on this. It's like it's like reality TV for me to watch these. And, and uh, you know, Kelsey scores. And I, I got a kick out of the brother with the shirt off and the beer in his hand. It's his brother, okay? But, but I know the Taylor Swift thing really had me. I was rooting full-throated. I, I went to Rochester, University of Rochester, played football up there. And we used to go to Buffalo to play football against the University of Buffalo. Well, I, I just had an affinity for Buffalo. Always have. It's like Cleveland. It's just one of those cities you got to love. And um, so I was for Buffalo naturally, but you can't, you could never underestimate what what, uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to do. He's just a great quarterback, an incredible competitor. And uh, Buffalo knows these words too well, going way, way back. Cutie didn't remember to a Super Bowl. Scott Norwood, uh, wide right. He could have tied the game. But good playoffs, and you sort of wish they would, they could keep going. But next week will be interesting as well. And we'll see what Weekend Warrior has to say about those games on Friday. And then yesterday, in the midst of the games, we go up to Idle Hours Entertainment. Idle Hours up on Route 6. I've told you about this before. It is fabulous. The Camelot people, uh, Dennis and Joe and Sue, had invited us to go to their bowling party, their Christmas party, which they're they're going crazy around Christmas. So we went to the Camelot bowling party last night up at Idle Hours, and it was fabulous. And the TVs are there. Like, you can't miss anything. I, I got to watch the game while I was bowling. Of course, Cutie bet me that she could beat me in bowling, and I killed her. Uh, what else is new? See, I'm part Polish. So my uh, my bowling comes out later on. And if I kept playing, I'd get better and better and better. I, I haven't played in a long time. But, uh, yeah, the, I'll tell you, the idle hours and the food was great. They have just great bar food and great staff. I mean, it, that is a place to have your party. And the place, the the, the uh, arcade was crowded. The bar was crowded. The uh, lanes were crowded. And deservedly so. It's a blast. But, you know, you don't think of bowling, which is why they have to advertise, which is a good thing. And um, somebody texted in a weekend warrior got two out of four. Well, you're right. He was 5,500, and so that means you lost because they, you know, the bookies get the vig. But uh, yeah, really, really just enjoyable, especially on a football weekend to be able to bowl and watch the football game. So yeah, but I beat Cutie twice. Two games. I didn't do well, but I did as as well as I had to. And that was the weekend. I hope you had a good win. Restful, if not fun. And hopefully fun and rest, restful. 
Um, somebody said, and now for the important stuff, you were 100% wrong about Ron DeSantis. Yes, Ron DeSantis backed out of the primaries. I, I wasn't wrong about Ron DeSantis. I didn't think that he would win. I wanted him to win. There's a difference. And I, by the way, when it comes to politics, if I believe in something, I don't care if I don't prevail, I'm going to fight for it. Because all this stuff is important to me. I thought DeSantis was the best candidate for us in the fall. But now he won't be. And that's understandable. Uh, It's just the way things went. Yeah, but somebody's Bob LTS. Same here. I could care, slick. This is slick. He's like, I could care less about Swift. You know, yeah, I, she's inoffensive enough. We're ha- okay. You made your success. I can't say I'm happy for her. Whatever. I don't know. I don't understand her success. But um, yeah, when Kelsey scored the one TD and then did the hard thing to her, I'm all throw- well, slick. You know this. There's going to be some kind of violent breakup with the two of them. <laughs> so don't don't worry about that. <laughs> They'll take care of themselves. Uh, Bob, cut to the chase. Do you support President Trump now that DeSantis pulled out? Um, I never stopped supporting Trump in terms of the job he did. I never stopped supporting him. In his legal fight, uh, I'm I'm I don't want to say I'm agnostic because Nikki Haley was the least favorite of all of the uh, candidates. Uh, let's see how it plays out. Let's see how it plays out in uh, New Hampshire just to start. Okay, let's see. I'm I'm never I would never in a general election would never be against Trump. I, and I hope I've made that clear. And it's important to make it clear, by the way. Somebody said, hey, Bob, uh, <laughs> I heard Camelot has a new rule. You must wear a bib while you attend if your name is Bob. Well, I'll be wearing a bib Wednesday. And I, you, can, there's still, you can still join us. There's always a couple of seats available. You know that deal. Um. Somebody texting in, um, the two dead Navy SEALs' bodies were recovered. And we do not have their names yet. You're right. Can we do a tribute to these modern-day heroes? Yes, we can. FJB, disgusted in planes. <sighs> yeah. that the, Those deaths are on Joe Biden. Those deaths are on Joe Biden. Quite sadly. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Yeah, he's a uh, Joe Biden. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. David DeCosmo is with us, and he is going to do uh, a, a little something about the Knox Mine disaster. We've been doing this on every anniversary since I had the program. I'm so happy he's with us. We'll take this break. We'll come back. Knox Mine Disaster with David DeCosmo's 65th anniversary. Peter Bonani, born Jessup to first-generation Italian immigrants, moved back to Italy for two years but then returned to Jessup when his father became concerned with the rise 
of Mussolini's fascist government. All-state high school football player for Blakely Bears. Scholarship University of Detroit, but a knee injury shut or cut short a potential professional career. He joined the United States Air Force. He became a fighter pilot, serving in a number of different planes, and he did multiple combat tours in Vietnam. Flew over 180 combat missions. After retiring from the Air Force, 20-year career at SAIC, Program Management. He said he grew the world's best tomatoes. Survived by his devoted and beloved wife of 33 years, Uti. A daughter, two sons, ten grandchildren, two great-grandchildren. Peter Bonani. Thomas Soboleski, Sawyersville. Born Sawyersville. Son of the late Stanley and Margaret Major Soboleski. Veteran of the U.S. Navy. Prior to retirement, employed at Toby Hanna Army Depot. We lost him December 18th. This proud veteran and member of the Soresville American Legion and the Kingston VFW, Thomas Soboleski. Shirley Williams, Tobahanna, PA, Pocono Mountain High School. Also United States Air Force. Served her country for 24 years before retiring as a Master Sergeant. Her loving husband, Kara, they celebrated 37 years of marriage just seven days before she passed. A daughter, a son, grandchildren. Shirley's family noted she climbed Mount Fuji and had an identical twin sister, Sue, survived by her husband, children, grandchildren, and twin sister, Shirley Williams. Robert Uchensky, Greenfield Township. Lost his battle with cancer, but it was a proud veteran of the United States Navy, serving in the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962. Worked as a satellite communications expert at Tobahanna Army Depot. Loved his family. Robert Huchensky. Our veterans for today. Storm Tracker 16 forecast for meteorologist Allie Gallo. Today, increasing clouds with seasonable temperatures. It'll get up to about 35, which is going to seem balmy. Tonight, cloudy with a chance of flurries down to only 30. So we're staying in a range here. Tuesday, tomorrow, cloudy with a wintry mix in the morning. Then changing to all rain in the afternoon. It'll be about 35 degrees. And that's as far as Allie's taking us for now. But it's 65 years since the Knox Mine disaster. And who better to describe that to us and uh, reframe it for us but David DeCosma. How are you, David? Uh, doing just fine, Bob. Thank you very much. Yeah, this is, a, this is an ominous anniversary, not only because of the deaths of, uh, of 12 uh, coal miners, but really the death of anthracite mining. Uh, throughout uh, the northeastern Pennsylvania coal fields, David, and tell us, was, take take us back to what caused it, because a lot of people don't. You 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 actually positioned it perfectly. Tell us what happened 
that caused this incredible disaster and, and what that disaster was? Well, you had 81 miners working, at, uh, working for the Knox Coal Company uh, in, well, technically speaking, it's in Jenkins Township, just outside of Pittston, uh, the town of Port Griffith. And uh, these 81 miners were in a tunnel. Of course, there was a whole series of tunnels throughout this area where coal was being mined. But the main area where they were mining was literally under the Susquehanna River. Now, that's, that's not unheard of at all, uh, except for the fact that under prescribed mining conditions, you were supposed to have at least 35 feet of, uh, of rock, of earth, between you and the water body, in this case of the Susquehanna, above. Well, uh, these uh, uh, some are, some of these miners actually got to within six feet mm. of the river, and the river was was uh, swollen with ice. Uh, I mean, water is heavy anyway, but uh, the water broke through and flooded uh, all of these tunnels. So, uh, a, a number sixty-one miners, uh, some were able to get out, you know, fairly quickly. But a whole lot of other ones were trapped underground uh, as the water continued to to rise and, and you know and and come toward them. And here you have a situation. That, remember, these are these are uh, these are tunnels. These are not uh, subway tunnels lit with uh, yeah. uh, you know fluorescent lighting. You've you've got your miner's helmet with a with a light on top, and you're running from this water that's pouring into uh, into this void. Did, David, so, did you ever hear anybody describe, because I, I, imagine, I, I imagine to myself, what did that sound like? Yep, I'm down yep. there mining. You hear a pickaxe. You hear the, the, the usual noises, some shouts from the miners to each other and their assistants and people they're working with, and then this noise I, followed I by was, a whoosh. I was blessed over the years. I was just starting in radio when this happened, and I was not in news. But in subsequent years, during uh, the anniversary, I got to know a fellow named Pacifico Joe Stella, one of the heroes mm -hmm. of the Knox Mine disaster. And he was actually not uh, a member of the crew. He was uh, an inspector who, by the way, had warned them, that uh, warned the company that they were tunneling too close and should not be in that area. But they ignored him. And uh, he wound up, uh, well, another gentleman, uh, Amedico uh, Pancotti, was actually awarded the Carnegie Medal for climbing 50 feet up an abandoned air shaft to, uh, to get to rescuers. But uh, uh, Stella had stayed back to help some older miners who were having trouble getting toward this air shaft and also to get some uh, digging equipment because that air shaft had been partially filled with rock. So they had to dig away at that. But Joe often said how you could hear the thunderous roar of this water in the background. Uh, you know, and of course, as they made their way up, a certain amount of this water is coming at them. Uh, as they're going up, they're going uphill, of course. So the water is filling the local or the lower, the lower areas. But um, uh, 61 made it out. 12 did not. Uh, and many people see the video uh, recreation of this shot by the late a former colleague of mine um, uh, at the at uh, Channel 22, 
we we had this scene, <clears throat> pardon me, of them diverting railroad cars, railroad gondolas. They built a small spur and pushed railroad gondolas and uh, coal waste material and small coal cars into this giant whirlpool uh, that was that was seen in the river, shot by uh, Jack Scanella, the late Jack Scanella from Channel 22. That footage is seen all over. It's preserved in the in the archives of the Anthracite uh, Museum and mm. such. Uh, but uh, 12 did not make it out, and it took three days for that uh, that hole in the riverbed to be sealed. Uh, and the, the, they pumped water out of that afterwards, but uh, the bodies of those 12 were, were never recovered. Now, again, this was, they, were, they were technically, they say they, the company, was technically mining illegally, uh, you know, too close to the, the river uh, bottom. And after this all happened, they uh, had a, a, an investigation, Ten people were indicted uh, for this. Uh, uh, Robert Darty was the superintendent of the mine. Uh, Louis uh, Fabrizio was one of the owners. And there was a man who was an owner who was uh, a secret owner. Uh, August J. Lippi, he was president of District 1 of the United Mine Workers. Mm. So one of the union officials was an owner of this mine. Um, three other union men were also indicted. Six actually served a bit of jail time, but not anything extensive. And uh, I, I'm looking now toward Wikipedia to find some of the background information, and according to that, uh, the widows of the 12 victims didn't receive their death benefits from the Anthracite Health and Welfare Fund for more than four years. My gosh. Uh, they erected uh, a historical marker near what was St. John the Evangelistic Catholic Church in Pittston, which was pretty darn close to where the mine entrance would have been. Uh, that church was subsequently closed and was taken over by the uh, Beloga family for their funeral home. So the marker's still there. And I know yesterday they had, they always have an annual. Uh, remembrance there, and they usually do it on the weekend closest, uh, if not the exact date. So it's 65 years as of today when this happened. So you talked about it being not only the death of those miners, but the death knell of uh, deep tunnel mining, anthracite mining, in uh, northeast Pennsylvania. Uh, Now, it was being surpassed by coal, Natural gas was not really a factor at that time, but it was being surpassed by oil and uh, electricity. So, I mean, it sort of ended the whole party, didn't it? It did, because remember, water seeks its own level, and one mine, you're underground, so you may not have a tunnel going from the Knox mine to whatever the next mine was, but you've got voids underground. So all the mines in the area started to flood, and... uh, some were kept open for a few years, Bob, by virtue of these gigantic pumps. They would you know, try to keep water out as miners still work, but that became extremely expensive. And as you said, with the advent of oil and eventually natural gas, the, the demand for that coal 
was you know not as much, and certainly it could be retrieved in other areas of the anthracite field by strip mining. Uh, so that really deep mining, uh, which was what we called underground tunnel mining, pretty much disappeared. As a matter of fact, it's it's pretty much disappeared throughout the anthracite coal fields. Now, there are some what they call bootleg mines. I was down there one one time, and I'll tell you what, uh, I, I earned a great respect. I, went, I got into a coal bucket, uh, a gigantic bucket that lifts up tons and tons of coal. They put a ladder in it. My cameraman got on the ladder first, on the bottom of the bucket. I got on the ladder above him. The miner got on the uh, ladder above me. We went down 500 feet into this tunnel that was strictly out of a movie, a dark tunnel, a light bulb every so often, a small railroad track, and a little train, a little coal cars that took us back. Uh, I don't know how many, and I'm going in that, and they're telling me, keep your head down because of the supports are so low that if you're sitting in the mine car, you could hit your head <laughs> on these supports. And I'm going in there, and I'm thinking to myself, I just came down the only way in or out of this mine. Uh, so I learned a great appreciation for these guys that labored so long, and, and we, we lost the industry. And I guess you could say that, thankfully, uh, although you put an asterisk by that, uh, the, the garment industry was growing at that time. And it wound up that a lot of uh, women uh, took the jobs, uh, provided the income for families, uh, which had been provided by miners, but you know, they're losing their jobs, and now the women are taking over working the, the garment industry. Yeah, my, um, on the, my Polish-Slovak side, that my, my grandfather tried to do, uh, a, a, I think they were called dog, uh, dog mines, uh, bought, leased one off an old coal company and tried to make a go of it. But my grandmother had to work as a cleaning lady to help support the family because there just wasn't a lot of mining work. Uh, well, and, and you also had another problem because the bootleg miners, the ones that went down and had, and, and had some of these other mines, perhaps not as deep, you know, not, not quite as affected by water, but nonetheless, uh, you got to remember, picture picture uh, a giant room underground, and and what's holding the earth above you up are these pillars of coal that they didn't mine. Well, now these bootleg miners started to take away those pillars. Yeah. Well, consequently, there's no support for the earth above, so you so you suddenly have subsidence, and people in Ashley know well just how much that affected their community because so many of the pillars were robbed underground there that they had a tremendous amount of subsidence. Most communities around Wyoming Valley have seen some subsidence at one time or another, a little less now than they used to be. But uh, that's because uh, you know the mining, even in legitimate mines, uh, sometimes they started to take away a little bit more than they should have, and you wind up with a danger with nothing holding the earth above you, uh, it's going to come down eventually, and those, there's homes on top of that earth. Knox mine disaster, a little too close to the Susquehanna. 
David DeCosmo, yeah. thank you for commemorating this uh, 65th anniversary with us. Hey, thanks for having me on. I was very impressed to hear about you playing football earlier and your, your bowling prowess. Just watch your guess, Bob. <laughs> when, you win, when you win your bowling game, you don't throw the ball into the crowd anymore. Okay. <laughs> Listen, have have a great day. Hope all your news is good. I'll remember that one, David. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take a break. Bob Cadaro, W-I-L-K. We'll be back. Buddy Holly, this date, 1959, left for Milwaukee to begin the Winter Dance Party Tour, which would end up being his last tour ever. Not fade away. Buddy Holly. Well, we always love when David does his uh, history and a bunch of you uh, texting in about stories that that uh, David covered with you. Derek, checking in. Thank you, my friend. Uh, somebody said, Bob, now is the time to get behind President Trump. Uh, Nikki Haley doesn't stand a chance, although she thinks she's great. The quicker we get behind President Trump, the better. Okay. Somebody asked, and it's too late because he's off the, uh, f- the the line now. Does David remember the car getting sucked into the ground on Spring Street in Wilkesbury? I had a mine subsidence myself in my first home. It was sort of this endless hole, small hole, maybe you know three, two by three feet across, but somewhat scary because you're living in the house. And we filled it with concrete finally. And that was the end of that. Um, Somebody says, I truly believe I see evidence of slow subsidence in my neighborhood. And I think there's an NS, which I think is North Scranton. I mentioned it to the neighbors, but who can tell? It's a big hole or or subsidence. Fascinating. No, our mining history lives on among us and beneath us. The irony is that they filled the mine flushing projects, if you remember that. They filled a lot of mines with water. (laughs) Hmm. But 65 years ago today, uh, deep tunnel mining in uh, northeast Pennsylvania effectively came to an end as a major employer. Had been dwindling and... Just as David said, this was the death knell for all of that. New Hampshire primary coming up. Nikki Haley versus President Trump. We'll take this break and go to uh, Bloomberg Money Minute, and we'll be back. Little Peggy March released her first single, I Will Follow Him. And, of course, 1973, disastrous and absolutely horrible legal decision. Roe versus Wade, legalizing abortions. They used a trimester approach, but guess what? The abortion lovers turned it from pro-choice to pro-death. And the Democrat Party has completely embraced it. And they want to be able to kill babies as even after they get out of the womb. New York State, they did it in Massachusetts. And uh, Virginia tried. I don't know where that stands now. That was under Ralph Novum. Yeah, it's uh, 
sad, a sad day. And you heard it. You know, the, the respect for, for life has disintegrated since that horrible decision. And I, I, I'll, I'll, you could feel how you want about the issue, but it's offensive as a lawyer, and I'm no constitutional scholar, it is an offensive decision. Truly offensive to, to anyone who appreciates the rule of law, the Constitution, and the Dobbs decision out of Mississippi by the Supreme Court uh, brought us back to where we should be. And now we battle it out state to state. We'll see. See where it all ends. Um, Mayor Regina got us our St. Teresa for today. I prefer you to make mistakes in kindness than work miracles in unkindness. I prefer you to make mistakes in kindness than work miracles in in unkindness. Think of it. It wasn't just Mother Teresa taking care of these uh, untouchables in India. She had a whole cadre of people working with her and had to constantly encourage and direct them. So that's, that's where that comes from. So as we approach the top of the hour, I just want to re-mention our veterans. Robert Huchensky of Greenfield Township, Shirley Williams, Tobahanna, PA, Thomas Soboleski, Sawyersville, and Peter Bonani, Jessup. Yeah, you know, you look at where we're at, and this, this, can Trump win? That's the question. I believe he can. But an interesting thing is happening. Remember, I told you, and I think I could, well, it's verifiable in so many ways. Now, the Democrats, Joe Biden, claims he's fighting for democracy. This is all about democracies on the ballot. Well, idiot, it is every election. <laughs> you know, this is, this is the stupidity of, of people like Joe Biden. Democracy's on the ballot every election. So, it's on the ballot, but he's not. Do you get this? They do the opposite of what they say. They're the ones that are trying to keep no labels from getting a ballot position. The Democrats. The Democrats are, they basically, because Biden never won there and has always done horrible there, they've haven't put him on the ballot, and they said that the New Hampshire primary is meaningless. There is no democracy for these people because in, and we're a republic, by the way, we're a democratic republic, but in a democratic process, their ideas would lose so they cannot have it. And that's been true of the left throughout history. They can't have people with the right to decide 
because their policies are horrible. They help just a few at the top, and they help those in power. And they hurt everybody else. There are still people who don't get that, but that's fine. So the anti-democracy party is the Democrat party, and they're proving it over and over and over again, trying to drop, knock Trump off the ballots. The Justice Department prosecuting him. These pissant uh, disc attorneys in New York and Atlanta prosecuting. And you see the, the, the uh, Fannie Willis and her corruption. <laughs> she pays a non-criminal lawyer six hundred fifty thousand plus of taxpayer dollar, and then she goes on trips with the guy. <laughs> oh, by the way, he happened to marry, but that's another story. <laughs> you just say anyone who will essentially ignore the Constitution and their duties, well, there's probably other things going on there. Well, we know that's true with Fannie Willis and her paramour, Mr. Wade. Quite amazing. I don't know. I don't know. I. It's a surprising uh, thing, but but it isn't. Just remember always, when the left speaks, it's upside down. It's a lie. It's the opposite of that which is true. It's the opposite of that which is happening. And on that note, we'll go to the news with Brian Hughes. Bob Cadaro, The Eponymous Show, will roll on. It's time for Monday Musings. We're going to check in on Taiwan. We'll be back. WYLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 